Welcome to this week's podcast. My name is Pavlos and I'll be your host this week. I work in the operations team here in Uber and I focus mostly on listening to your input and making sure that the rest of our business takes it and makes improvements for you. This week, I'm joined by Joe Bertram and Tom Elvidge. Tom, Joe, please introduce yourselves. Hi everyone, uh, my name is Joe Bertram. I'm the regional general manager for Uber here in, in the UK and Ireland. Uh, and I've been with the, the team here since very soon after our launch in London five years ago. And hi everyone, my name is Tom Elvidge and I'm one of our operations managers here in the UK. Glad to be on the podcast this week. Thanks Tom, thanks Joe. So today we're gonna to be talking about our brand new installment of features and improvements. You might have read about this in an email that we sent to you that went out on Monday. So we thought we'd go in more detail on one or two of the features on this podcast. Tom, can you give us a recap on what it's all about? Absolutely. Well, simply put, this collection of improvements is a set of initiatives and new features for partner drivers who are using the Uber app. And what we're focusing on with this launch is a way to give drivers more flexibility over the way that they use the app. So we're releasing a number of new things that will allow drivers to have a bit more flexibility and also to help maximize earnings opportunities when you're on the road. Now, crucially, these are all things that you told us that you wanted us to work on improving. Thanks, Tom. Partners always want to know how we're listening to them. Joe, maybe you could tell us the journey of how we've got here. Yes. Um, over the course of this year, we've been taking a lot of time to make sure that we're engaging with partner drivers and listening and, and getting their feedback. Um, we've run well over 100 roundtables and we've interacted with thousands of you at expos, at events, on the phone and, and in other forums. And based on that, we've got a huge amount of valuable feedback. Um, and so we've been using that feedback to shape this set of improvements. So please please do keep giving us your feedback and ideas as we work on further improvements going forward. So the focus of this podcast is we're now going to talk through some of the elements that we're releasing in this set of initiatives in a bit more detail. Thanks, Tom. So moving on to our first feature, and I want to start with a bit of a story. On Saturday evening, I had a fantastic Uber pool ride from North London, and I really connected with the partner. We had a great chat because we both grew up in the same place in Africa. As it turned out at the end of the trip after leaving a comment, I really wanted to give a little extra and I didn't have any extra cash on me. And this is why I'm so excited about tipping. Joe, could you tell us a bit more? Sure. We know that so many riders have brilliant experiences like the one uh, Pav described when they ride with you, our partner drivers. And sometimes they want to go a little bit further than just a thank you. This might be because you've offered them some great advice, you helped them with the bags, you helped them catch their train or flight on time, or just that they enjoyed the ride and, and had a great chat. The reasons can be endless. Of course, riders are already often tipping with cash, but given that the Uber app aims to be seamless for riders and drivers, we also wanted to make sure that they have the option to do it through the app as well. And one of the things that Uber has brought, of course, is riders don't carry cash as often. You can request a ride, you can get where you need to go, and you only need to take your smartphone with you. So we've now built a feature into the app which gives riders the option to show their appreciation and provide a tip directly through the Uber Rider app. Tipping works by, first of all, riders seeing the option to tip at the end of the trip at the same time when the rider rates the driver. If they decide that they would like to add a tip, then riders are offered the option to add one, three or five pounds or to type in a custom amount. It's really great that this feature has been launched and I know that it's been requested quite frequently. Joe, could you maybe take us through exactly how it works from a driver's perspective? If a rider chooses to add a tip for you um, through the app to their total trip amount, then we'll take care of the whole process for you. Uh, it's completely cashless. We collect the tip from their preferred payment method after the trip and the amount's then added to your payments. 
Of course, you keep 100% of the tip. There's no Uber service fee here because this tip is all about the experience that you gave to the rider. Now it's worth saying that tipping is of course completely optional for riders and also that not everybody will tip immediately after the trip. In fact, riders will see the option to be able to tip for a few hours or even days after. So you may see the trip come through after the trip is completed, just like you would with a rating. You can keep track of all of your tips by looking at the earnings tab or going to partners.uber.com. It might take a few minutes for that to show up once the tip has been added, and then you will receive the tip in your weekly payment statement or when you cash out your payments using FlexPay. Of course, tips need to be included in your self-assessment tax return at the end of the year, and riders also need to have the latest version of the Uber app. So it may take a little while before every rider has the option to tip in the app. Thanks, Tom. I'm really excited about this uh, new feature. And now we're going to be moving on to our next one, which is how we're going to be making ratings fairer. Joe, could you take us through this improvement? Thanks, Pavlos. Some partner drivers have told us that they find it really frustrating when a rider gives them a low rating for something that's out of their control. Uh, and that's why we've introduced a new feature called fairer ratings. Essentially, some of the reasons that a rider might rate a trip badly might be related to issues with the app or perhaps dynamic pricing being in effect. In the past, these ratings were added to the partner driver's overall rating, and some drivers felt that this could become an inaccurate reflection of the service that they've actually provided. So I've often heard from partners in the Greenlight Hub that they feel a little hard done by when they've got a low rating due to let's say dynamic pricing when for example it's been New Year's Eve or a big event. So I think this is really interesting. Joe, from a technical perspective, could you give us some details on how this actually works? Sure. So the way our new fairer rating system works is as follows. When a rider finishes a trip, they get the option to, to rate the trip and the driver. If they select four stars or below, they're prompted to tell us why they gave a low score by choosing one of the options in the app. We then review this feedback and if that low rating has come from something that isn't your fault, for example, an issue with the app, the pricing, maybe dynamic pricing was on, or if you're doing a pool trip because they didn't like their co-riders or they didn't like the route or thought there were too many pickups, then it won't go towards your overall rating. This new way of us processing and treating ratings is aiming to make the experience fairer for drivers, but also means that we can get more feedback from riders about their trip which we can then work on to improve the experience and make it better for both riders and drivers. The more satisfied riders and drivers we have, the better the experience is for everyone, of course. I do want to reassure you though, that we still read all feedback and we have a team of support agents who are responsible for going through all of that feedback, making sure that it is read and processed and that we're making the changes that we need to make to improve the experience for everyone. So this new change doesn't mean that some of that feedback is just gonna go and get lost in some black box. Thanks for the explanation. However, tipping and fairer ratings are actually just two of the elements that are actually being launched, aren't they? That's right. We've launched a whole series of new initiatives this week, including paid waiting time, where you can uh, now get paid when you're waiting for the rider to come out of their house or come out of the office. We're reducing the time for the cancellation fee to kick in from five minutes to two minutes. We've announced more driver destinations 
So we're increasing that from two per day to now six per day and a whole range of other changes uh, that we've announced this week and that we're going to be taking you through and going into a lot more detail on in podcasts over the coming weeks. So stay tuned for more information on each of those. Thanks, Joe and Tom, for presenting us with the first of these two new features. I really look forward to seeing how these ones roll out across our UK business. Thanks very much, Pavlos, for having us on the podcast. Thank you and see you next time. So, moving on to our next section where we answer your questions. Back this week, we have Tom from our Cities team. Thanks for the intro, Pav. I'm really glad to be back. So, I just want to do one thing before we move on. I have to play some feedback that comes from our Greenlight Hubs across the country, just talking about our latest set of features and improvements. Here it goes. Multi-destination is my favorite one because it saves a lot of hassles. When I finish, I can just go home. It saves a lot of my time as well. And I think for me, the favorite one is the the multi-destination. I just like the flexibility of Uber and also a couple of new features, such as tip option. Uh, Yesterday was obviously the first day it came in and I received uh, £10 tips, £5 from one customer and £2.50 and £2.50 from another two. Yeah, indeed, the tip is the one that is helping us. And of course, the, the, the time is reduced in two minutes about the starting uh, the charge, about the delay of a rider. Of course, this also is making the riders giving their attention, not to let us wait. How is that feedback, Tom? It's absolutely amazing, Pavlos. So good to hear. But what I love about this is that we are listening and wanting to improve partner experiences. That's the main thing here. Absolutely. And this is actually what the question section is all about right now, don't you think? Absolutely. Let's let's crack on with the questions for the week. So first up, we actually have two questions from Jeffrey, who is a partner in the Greater London area. First question, and here it goes. How does Uber justify the rating system in which a rider with a rating as low as 3.2 can use Uber, but if a partner's rating goes down to 4.4, he or she could be prevented from using the app? Really, really great point. The rating system is designed to be a two-way checking system for both riders and drivers. In fact, part of the research shows that the fact that riders know they're being rated means they're more likely to be better behaved. So for that reason, Pav, we now show riders their rating in the app and we've seen an overall increase in high ratings. I guess it is worth remembering that riders do take fewer trips than drivers, right? Yes, that's totally correct. Lots of UK riders have actually only ridden once or twice with Uber, so their overall rating may be less representative. That 3.2 rating that Jeffrey mentioned could be from less than 10 trips than that the rider has taken. Okay, great, but tell me a little bit more for drivers now. So for drivers, their rating is an average over the last 500 trips, so it is more representative. We would never prevent a driver from using the app for a rating based on just a handful of trips. We also make sure that when a trip request comes through to you, the rider's rating is displayed. If you don't want to take a trip from a rider with a low rating, you can ignore the request or tap the no thanks button. There's no requirement basically for you to take a trip that you don't want to take. I agree that uh, no thanks button is a, is a really great feature, don't you think? Absolutely, and I think it's a really, really great feature. We do want to keep standards of professionalism high across the board for all users of the app, whether that's partners and riders. It's important for the reputation of the app and drivers who want to make money from it. However, we we have sometimes had feedback from drivers that they felt that Uber has been too quick to get in touch. 
if they've had a bad couple of ratings and it hasn't done it enough to consider their overall rating and their pass ratings, which makes drivers feel they don't trust the professionalism. And I think that's a really fair point, Pavlos. What do you think? Yeah, I think so too. And uh, it's really great feedback and we're absolutely taking that on board in all our communications and in the way we do things uh, here at Uber. That's awesome. Just one more thing. We've also just introduced changes to our ratings so that if a rider gives a low rating and says it's for something outside of your control, like for example, a problem with the app or if they were dissatisfied with surge pricing, then it won't actually count towards your overall score. We know that many drivers are very proud of their rating and we hope that this makes the ratings a fair reflection of your service. Yeah, that, that, that's great. And um, as you know, fair ratings is something we, we covered earlier in uh, this particular episode um, of the podcast. So moving on to now our next question. I got harassed many times by local cab drivers in Stevenage. Apparently, we're not allowed to wait around for jobs and should go back to our licensing authority. Is it true? And if yes, then how can we work in the home counties? So that's a question we've actually heard from quite a few of our partners and uh, definitely will be great to get an answer for it on this podcast. So go ahead, Tom. Firstly, it's not okay that anyone feels harassed whilst trying to make money to support themselves and their families. Uh, you can report any harassment or intimidation to us online at help.uber.com or via the app. Okay, you can simply go to the help option within your app, then tap on more, and then third party intimidation, entering as many details as you can, for example, the vehicle registration, taxi private hire license number, uh, where it was licensed, for example, if it was in London, would be really helpful. So all these requests that come through, where do they go? Very good point, yes. Your request comes straight to the Uber team, and we will report this incident to the relevant licensing authority for you. Private hire drivers and vehicles can pick up any trips through the app anywhere in England and Wales. Uber always dispatches your booking through the relevant operator license and matches your driver and vehicle license, which is what the regulations require. And there is no requirement to return to your licensing authorities area, just to clarify that. Thanks, Tom. That's really helpful to really get into the details. Yeah, but what we do ask is that when on the road, all partner drivers should really treat any council enforcement officers that approach them with respect and courtesy and that they respect the local traffic laws, whether on a trip or waiting for a booking. For example, um, you're not allowed to wait or pick up from a taxi rank, wait on a double yellow line or in a disabled parking bay. And of course, it is never permitted to take a passenger that is not booked through the app. This is called applying for hire and it's illegal. Thanks, Tom. I really think it's probably highlighting how it's important to treat all enforcement officers just with respect and courtesy and make sure that, that those interactions are amicable as possible. 100%. And one other thing I want to reinforce here is please, please take care when on the roads and do report any instance of harassment. We want to do everything we can to make your time on the road as stress-free as possible. Thanks. So let's move on to our next question now. And it's another one from London. Uh, the partner's name is Awell. Here goes the question, Tom. Why don't we have the right to cancel trips if we are not feeling comfortable to do the job? If we cancel a trip, the cancellation rate increases and it makes me feel uncomfortable to cancel a trip I don't want to do. Yeah, fair question, Awal. So the first thing to say is that you absolutely do have the right to cancel a trip if you don't want to take it. Part of Uber's offering to you as a driver is that you have flexibility as to when, where, and for how long you work. And if you don't want to take a trip for any reason, you don't have to. So can we zone in on the cancellations part for this one, Tom? Absolutely. So cancelling a trip has no impact on your partnership with Uber. If you cancel three trips in a row, the app will assume that you're not in a position to take trips and will automatically log you out. 
But if that's not the case, you can just log back in immediately and continue receiving requests. One other thing to note is that your rider is only able to rate if the trip is completed. So basically, cancelled trips do not get rated. Thanks Tom, I really think that's an important point and many of our partners always ask that, so worth reiterating. With that, actually brings us to a wrap for this week's edition of the podcast. Tom, thanks for coming along and answering some questions as usual. No problem, I hope it was helpful. Fantastic, and uh, thanks to everybody listening. We'll be back next week as always, and remember, if you've got questions, please go through to t.uber.com forward slash UK podcast. Thanks so much, everyone. Goodbye.